My therapist says I have a preoccupation for revenge. We'll see about that. Grab a jam, I swear. This is the sound of my podcast. This guy's insane. Rock your brain. It's just a song. It's deep here. Smack him a gob, it's me, Ralph, and uh, oh boy, I got myself a really cool dude back on the show. I'm talking about Mr. Jackson Routing. How you doing, Jackson? Great there, Ralph. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Thanks for, thanks for being here, man. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, an album that uh, you were kind enough to send me, mm-hmm. uh, Morgana Le Fay. And the name of the album, I have it in front of me here, but my glasses aren't on. What's Grand, the name of the album? Grand Materia. Grand Materia. Now, uh, you were on the Man of War episode, and, you know, those who heard it, uh, Jackson's a big uh, power metal fan. He <laughs> loves the power metal. And uh, you can say Morgana Lefay is kind of like in the genre of power metal. I think they uh, defied a little bit. I think they're like more mainly power, but there are some traditional and a little bit of thrash, especially in the last album, which I, I want to get for you one day. All right. Well, I hear a little thrash on one of these tracks coming up. Uh, what we'll, 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 we'll talk mm. about. Um, well, you know how I discovered it. You sent it to me. <laughs> uh, how did you discover it? Well, how did you discover this band? Ah, good thing you asked. I had it right here. So in late 2013, I'll give a small plug out to like the, the record store on record label, Scrape Records. I've been a regular customers since 2008, and I go pick up my stuff. And the owner, JJ, got to know my taste in bands and metal over time. And he really knew what kinds I liked. And I had a pile of stuff I'd get roughly once or twice a month. And so I just chip away at it or clear the whole thing. And this, one, this time when he brought it out, he had Organa La Fay sanctified there and and it was like I was like, who is this? And he's grinned, and he was like, if you like Tad Morris, you're gonna love these guys. This is a stellar album. And I was like, all right. I bought it with a few other albums. Got home, listened to the time, and uh, listened at the time the new Striper album, No More Hell to Pay. And then after that, that album kicked ass too. But I remember after that, I was put on Sanctified, and as soon as I heard Out of the Silence, I was hooked. The whole album blew me away. And the next time I returned to JJ, I was like, damn, you got to write this album kicks ass. I love these guys. I've been a fan ever since. Right on. Is, would that be your favorite album by them? Sanctified is my favorite. I, this is a close second. Like, Grand Materia is a damn close second. But uh, Sanctified just has that, like, not like that good, like, not bad 90s, but that good 90s uh, sounding kind for metal. Like, if you know what I mean. Like, it has that... You could tell it came from the nineties, but Oh yeah, yeah. But there not is. in a bad not in a bad term, like in a good right. term. Um and uh have you ever seen them? No, I'd love to. That's a band on my bucket list, but uh I'd love to see them. I've seen clips live on YouTube, like some raw, some decent footage, and they look like they're pretty good and fun live. So I and he can still sing awesome, like the singers Charles, he's still got killer vocals. Have have you uh have they toured the States? Uh, I think they've done a few one-off shows, but they've never done a full proper tour in the states. But I think they've, I think they might have played at uh, Prague Power before. But, uh, okay. And never... uh, you own everything they put out? Oh, I don't own the first album. It's fucking expensive. It is really pricey. Like 
I like buying stuff, but it's all a print. But if I want to buy it, it's like a hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> hold hold off, man. A lot of that shit gets uh, redone. That's that you know, like um, I like that band Skid Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, the first album, whatever. But I'll that love Skid sec- Row. <laughs> that second one's pretty heavy, and it's so expensive. And I held off, and look, it's going to be. Well, it was supposed to be released on Record Store Day, but you know that's been canceled because of yeah. Corona. But it is being released whenever Record Store Day happens. So there you go, man. Hold off. Don't buy anything expensive because eventually it's gonna it's it's gonna come back. You know, or you know who knows? Maybe you'll find a cheap copy. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I haven't found. I've been looking and searching online, and I haven't found anything. And I know. Um, uh, Wayne Noon uh, sent me some links to find. Like they had a re-release of the first album, but even the re-release they released years ago is expensive. It's like half the price, wow. and it's like fifty bucks. I know it's just insane. It's really good. I have it pirated for now. I would buy it if it was reasonable. But the band, if I buy it online now, the band ain't getting any of that money. It's some guy who's yeah. profiting off of it, and I would love to buy it. It's a good album, but I don't have it because it's expensive. <laughs> They're still together, right? Yeah, they split up for a bit, and actually, it's interesting you mentioned that. They split off kind of into two bands for a bit. Uh, they had one that was just like the guitar player went off and kept the name for a bit, and then he released a really terrible album that doesn't even sound like Morgana Le Fay. And then they had their, with Charles, they had uh, called Le, Le Fay, and they released two albums which sound the same like Morgana Le Fay. And I own one of them, but I actually don't own the other one. I own uh, SOS, and that's a really good album. The other one I don't have, but uh, that, then they went back together for Grand Materia, and that was the first album with them reunited back together from the split. And then after they released, the last album they only came out with was uh, uh, Aberrations of the Mind, and that came out in 2007, so 13 years ago. That's a long time since they've released any music. <laughs> wow. Well, check it out, dude. Um, as we are speaking, you know, people that are listening that don't know who Morgana Fe- uh, LaFave is, they fucking rule. And oh, yeah. the people people that say, oh, Morgana LaFay, I don't know who they are, so I'm not going to listen to that episode. Posers! <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. So, hey, man, why don't we go into the album, man? Yeah. Uh, since you are my guest, why don't you take the first track, which is the title track, sure, Grand so, Material. So before we get into that, I'll say the albums, for people who might not know, is about the legend of Nicholas Flamel, the alchemist from the 14th century, and it's interesting a headbang sing-along tune. It's like I. It, it's kind of like reminds me of this album, of like sort of like with the concept albums of like '80s, like King Diamond in a way. I like, they tell a story in this album. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of that in a way. I like this whole album has just one concept. And oh, it, it, I did not know this is a concept album. Yeah, this whole album is a concept album. Oh, okay, so it's okay. it just it goes from his point of view of just of being uh, this guy discovering the uh, the philosopher's stone and getting immortality, but it's not all cracked up what it to be. And he kind of just goes through it. Uh, life just kind of <laughs> it, it's not what he expects, and he's kind of just doomed to walk the earth forever. But uh, yeah, the, it's a grand materials good uh, way to kick off an excellent concept album. Really like the rhythmic drum beats between verses. I also like the catchy chorus vocals. And with the backup vocals, it's uh, it, it gets this story going in the motion. But how did you feel about the first uh, song? Uh, yeah, I I think it's pretty thrashy in parts. Hmm. Uh, like what you were saying earlier, you know, they have a little thrashy elements. Um, I, I love the tightness of the riffs that that play along to that double bass drum. And I hear a lot of John Oliva in this yes! guy's vocals. Do you yes, hear it? I do, I do too. I was going to bring that up a bit when it got to that song. But yeah, I'm glad you hear it too. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, man, this guy sounds like John Oliva, man. And and you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, this guy, hey man, nothing against oh, what's his name now? God, I forgot his name. The guy Edge of Thorns. Uh um, Zach. Zach uh the guy replaced John Oliva. Oh yeah, Great. Zach. I, yeah. I, I I can't remember his last name. Zach yeah. Stevens. Zach Stevens. Oh. That was um, great, great singer, but you know, he doesn't really sound like John Oliva. This guy sounds like John Oliva a lot. Yeah. And, and it's awesome. You know, I, I think that's awesome. All right, I'll take that next one. It's called My Funeral is Calling. Mm. Um, I, you know, it, it starts with that soft bass intro, you know, that pop. <laughs> it pops up here and there later in the song because the way this song is structured, I, it's very well placed how those soft little bass interludes happen. In a mm-hmm. song, and uh, and I really do like this one a lot. It's got like this really cool melodic solo. It's you know, it's, and the verses are pretty pounding. Um, I think this is an exceptional song. I would say probably my second favorite on here. What oh, do you think? really? My funeral call. Yeah, I like the song quite a bit too. It's uh, not my favorite, but I do. I like it, dig it a lot. And and this part of the song is about him just trying to like stage his fake his own death and replace it a corp with a corpse, and just so he can kind of disappear and like walk among men. So this is like what the song's about, and he's worried that like other people might sell him out that he's not dead. So he, that's that's the point of this song is him faking his death. But I oh, do that's like kind of like uh, that song. I roam. Is that uh, also about him faking his death? Because you know that. I don't know. I kind of got that. I don't know. Uh, or I was thinking, like reading those, because I read the lyrics to this too. I was yeah. like, reading along, and I was thinking, not that he faked his death. I was thinking, oh, because I didn't know it was a concept album. I thought, is this a song about a dude that's dead and like his spirit? But we'll get into that when we yeah. talk about that. But that's interesting. Uh, my funeral's calling is a song about this dude. What's his name again? Uh, it's, uh, it's Nicholas Flamel. Nicholas Flamel faking his death. Interesting. All right, why don't you take the next one? Only endless time remains. Yeah, this song I did quite a bit. I love the build-up with to the solo and the way that Charles just puts a lot of his emotions in the song when he's singing it and just the, the verses and gets to the solo. I don't know. I just I really like it a lot and the lyrics are good too. So it's like I. It's like you can kind of feel what the character is going through. So, I, I, I mean, I didn't get that right, right off the bat. Like, the first time I listened to this album, I didn't know it was a concept either. But the more I listened to this, it's just the more all this this entire album grew on me. And I had to know what the whole album was about. So, uh, yeah, I, I really I really just dig that solo in, in there. It's just at the end. It's just, ah, it's, it's good. How do you feel like this song? That's my favorite part of the song is that yeah. how it. You know, because it's it's a very chill song, and then when it gets to that solo, how the song ends is my favorite part. Mm-hmm. But as you would say, this one was a grower on you. It's, I guess it's a yeah. grower on me because you know I kind of feel like it's just okay. But I really loved how it ended. I mean, I got that right away. I really liked it. But the next song is my favorite song off this album. Oh, I mean, this song just flat out rules. You know, I love that hollow, the backing vocals in the chorus. And when he changes, you know, um, there's a part in the song where he, it's not exactly guttural, but he sings like really, really heavy. Uh, there's a little section that's, man, that's like my favorite part. But the whole song is awesome. This is hands down my favorite song. I think it's an exceptional song. What do you think of Hollow? 
Wow, I, just, I didn't expect you. I thought the, your favorite song would be different. A lot of people who like love this band and love this album, that's that is their favorite track is Hollow, and mm. uh, and they give it so much praise. And uh, uh, I don't think it's the best, but I do like it's a good song. It's just not my favorite, but I I don't know. Like this is a it's, this one was uh, one of the singles. I think this was this was one they chose to be the single off the one, and it's got the studio and the backing. Guitar, the guitar player uh, Peter Gren is the the hollow. He's, yeah, he's doing the deeper that. part. I so. I love that part. I think it's cool that you like that part. I didn't know what you were gonna think. I was like, oh, he probably doesn't like this or that much, or maybe he thinks it's okay. And uh, no, it's that nice. Yeah, I thought. Uh, oh yeah, I, there's a couple songs coming up. I'm not too mm-hmm. crazy about, but this one is my favorite. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite. Yeah, there's one on here. I'm not too crazy about, but the rest I I, I like. But yeah, I love. Uh, the edge of my mind. I love that main riff in the song, and the performance from all members is great. I love the drumming, the guitars, the pace of it. Uh, and I even think when you first told me when you listened to this album, this was like your favorite song. I think. At yeah, the time. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a grower. I mean, um, I, I I've listened to this album quite a bit, but you know, when you wanted to do it, I, you know, I've been you know cranking it in my car listening to more before edge of mind i mean after edge of mind was my favorite but um no it's hollow dude. wow nice yeah so uh oh i like edge of my you know I, like i said it was my favorite when i you know the first couple of spins i was like oh this is my favorite i hear a lot of pantera type riffage I don't know wait, if you hear it wait, wait till you get to the i want to oh, get yeah, no, there's another one too oh yeah there's Wait till you get to the next album. The next album, I want to get you Aberrations of the Mind. You'll hear some Pantera chugging right in there. and some. Well, I hear some another riffs. Pantera chugging in a future song on here, but yes. I do hear some Pantera riffage on here. On the other side, I like that song and how it chugs along once again. I really enjoyed the emotional vocals from Charles. He's like killer on every track, but more on others. But uh, I feel like he's just given this album his all. And he, he came up with most of like wrote most of this entire album, like the lyrics and stuff. But I like how he sells he sells it with his his uh, performance, though. Well, this one, um, I, I you know I gotta be honest, man. It really doesn't do much to me, but it's not a terrible song in any way. I just feel the songs before on the other side are stronger. Um, but you know, this is not one that I dislike. You know, there's one coming up that. I kind of dislike, but this one I don't dislike. I kind of feel like, you know, hey, man, uh, it's not as strong as the songs uh, before it, but I can hang. It's a good uh, little bridge to the next songs. Like, uh, I Roam. Now, this song fucking kicks ass. Yes. I love the double bass drumming you use on the verse and that I Roam, you know, my mm-hmm. non-existing shadow, I Roam. Uh, that's the song I thought was, you know, uh, I mean, if you can tell me if you know what this song means in the co- concept of this dude's life, I was always thinking this, you know, when reading the lyrics, I thought this was some dude that his spirit was roaming, you know, he was passed away, but nobody can see his shadow and shit. I think it's in between. Like, I'm, it, there's a few different uh, people have discussed it, and I think it's just, he's kind of like in purgatory, like he's kind of in between life and death, and he's not dead. He's just kind of like faded, kind of uh, it's really kind of hard, and some people just say he's 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 just faded out, he's like in the real world, but no one just notices him. I, I, I personally just think he's not 
dead. He's just kind of faded into the spirit world in this in this song because I'm like, it doesn't make sense if he's still immortal and he's physically here and he has, he'd still have a fucking shadow, <laughs> right? But I love I Roam. I Roam is great, and I just love the drums and like it, the drumming is like Robin Ekstrom. I'm a big fan of his drumming style. I would put him in my top ten drummers. I really like his the styles. For some reason, that's like what really hooked me into this is his his technique and just the way he plays it on this album and just the other album after this. It's just awesome. And then I've watched some of the live performances. Man, is he tight live. He's like, he's my, he's just my, my, in my wheelhouse of drummers. I'm not speaking for you. I'm just speaking for me. Like, wow, he's, he kicks ass. Oh yeah. He's very precise, but I feel like the whole band is very much locked into him. Because the the way they play to his drumming is kind of it just feels very locked in, especially on this song and Grand Grand Materia. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you think of Emotional Sanctuary? Uh, yeah, it seems at this point Lamel's just uh, regretted and escaped his own, into his own mind. It seems at this part, like if I'm understanding correct, he's like created his own haven for himself in his mind, where he just exists and escapes from the real world, and it's kind of like the spirit realm, but in his mind. And I, I kind of, li- I thought that was an interesting song. Uh, I, I, I like, I like it. It's a little slow, but it's not, it's not bad. It's not my favorite, but uh, I didn't mind it. Uh, I like how it goes into flows into my next song, which uh, is my favorite song off the album. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 this one just didn't connect with me. You know, I, I, uh, it's my least favorite on here. You know, there's oh. another one too. I'm not too crazy about, but this one I would say, eh, who knows? Maybe it'll grow on me, but you know, uh, I, I liked uh, uh, what was it um, on the other side more. Um, oh. Yeah, this is the one that I, I was kind of like, eh. But uh, yeah, your favorite song is "Back to My Speed." Yeah, you know, it's, it's heavy, up tempo, John Oliva type metallic vocals. Yeah, courses, courses a tad too happy, but I can hang. You know, and I really dig "Angels to See." I love that part of the lyrics. They're trapped in time, in terrestrial skies, fallen. I love that part where they get to before, like the bridge where it just breaks into like the freaking uh, solo. I love that bridge, that whole bridge part. I just love that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really cool tune. You know, usually uh, some power metal. I'll be honest, you know, gets a little too happy at times. But this one, it's just a tad happy, and and it's and, and it doesn't bother me. You know, it's like, okay, you know, it's it's not too bad, you know. I, I can hang with this. It's uh, and I dig it. I think it's a cool song. Yeah. The Operation of the Sun, um, I think it's a really cool song. This might be your least favorite. I yeah, that's, yeah, that, you guess it right on. Yeah, it's my least favorite song. I, I kind of think it's the dark horse on the album. I, I think the chorus has some really cool hooks. And, uh, I, I, you know, that's like my favorite part. Like, you know, when he's singing The Operation of the Sun, I, I, I just... I, I can tell it's filler, though. But for me, it's kind of like killer filler. I really dig the song, but uh, I can understand how some wouldn't like this. And look, yeah. you're, you're a you way bigger fan than me, and it's your least favorite iron. Do you actually, like, dislike the song? No, at, at first I listened to it, I disliked, and I didn't care for it. But now I've listened to it more, and I think it's okay. But compared to the rest... It's it just doesn't compare. Like it's it's I'll listen to it occasionally. It just doesn't have the flow to it for me like the rest of the songs on the album do. Right. And I just couldn't get fully into it. But I don't hate it. I just not like 
like a big fan of it. Like the rest of the songs, I can listen to and I don't really skip them. But this one, I I skip usually. But I I, 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 it's just not mine. But it's cool. At least you dig it. I did not know. That's it's just nice to hear other points of view and opinions. I'm like, oh, like you really liked Operation this the sun uh, Operation of the Sun. So and you and it's good. I like that. I like hearing that. I like hearing people who like like songs that I don't like either care for much. Right. Sometimes, so it's cool that you liked it. Uh, what did you think of the next track, Blind? Oh, I really dig I just love that part, like how you liked uh, Hollow with the Hollow. I really like the, you are blind. Dun, 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 dun. With, the, with the riff behind it and the growly backing vocals from Peter Gren, the guitar player. I, I liked it. I just dug the, and it kind of has that almost, just that, that groove to it. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I... Excuse me. This is the one that I hear Pantera again. I hear mm-hmm. the Pantera riffage on this one, and uh, eh, it's not bad at all. You know, I, I like it. I, I don't really have anything bad to say about it, but I mean, it, I mean, you know more about this band. I mean, is this a, a song that like was on the set list? Ah, uh, on their set list live. I don't think that song was on their set yeah, list. Yeah, because no. I kind of, I kind of got that vibe from this. Is like, okay, this may be. A filler tune that I dig, um, you know. That's how I, I felt about it. What um, I know, love I, it. <laughs> uh, I didn't like the last one, dude. I mean, I I, I admit I, I like it more than uh, Emotional Sanctuary, but eh, you know, I, and I and I know listening to this, like really diehard power metal fans would really connect with this song. I can feel like it's kind of like this one reminds me of you know. I mean, it's. It's chill and in, in parts and stuff. I mean, a lot. Um, but I feel like it's really catered to, like, this one I feel is power metal. What do you think? Uh, oh, my yeah. Is done. I, I do, too. But I like the theatrical performance he just gives with it, with the character that Charles uses the song. It's like articulate. He, he, he has a way of words with that mu- this song. And I like the, the it, it's good to, it works alongside with him well. Uh a great end to a phenomenal album. I at first the song was like a grower on me, like I thought it was okay, but oh man, I really I think this is the dark horse on the album. I really do dig it, but it's it's not my favorite, but it's grown. It's probably the song that's grown on me the most on this album. Mm, interesting. So uh, wow, we breezed through this one. Oh um, yeah, but you know, let's keep talking about Morgana Le Fay. I mean, you yeah. Um, you know, let people know, like, um, you know, hey, if you want to check out an album, look, which album would you recommend for somebody to get into them? I would say this album or uh, Sanctified. Sanctified Soul Killer, man. I, I, if you hear me talk about that album, I'm a huge nut swinger. I'm like, I love both albums close, but I love ah, Sanctified. Just has something that just hooks me with that album. I'm just like, fuck, this album's great. I'm just like, when I heard, I like. I had that feeling of regret. Like I never got to hear this band earlier in my metal career and I like, like career, but listening to metal and being a metal head. I just, I love it. I think in my opinion, this band is criminally underrated. They're number 15 in my top 20. Now that's how they rose. Like they were like, I checked out all their albums. I bought as much as I could from them. Like I had the second album. Uh, I, I also, for older school, I were metal heads. I would say, uh, knowing just as I as well, I would check out. That's another good one. And I'm not sure how you'd feel about aberrations of the mind. That's why I want to find it. Like, have you ever? Here's a question I had for you. I've always wanted to ask. Have you ever bought anything 
off of Discogs before or no? Oh yeah, many times. Oh really? Okay, because I don't know how that would work, and if it's if it's if you if you have, then I'd like to get buy that album then off of you because now that makes me feel a lot better knowing someone has bought something from there because it's cheaper, it's affordable on that that site. But if you like for some reason eBay just like charges you up the ass for that people only pay for the aberrations of the mind but i think you might dig that one it's got it's a lot more thrashy and a lot more uh, uh just heavier and, and it's like you're like wow it's like i can't believe this is kind of the same band that's their second one no that's their uh, last album they ever released oh, ever. Okay. it's in uh, 2007 i wish they would release another album i mean they're still together but i mean if you got nothing you really want to release you shouldn't have to release anything for the sake of it. So I kind of respect that if they don't have anything they feel passionate about to just, you know, release anything, you know? Yeah. You know, the, the, the Discogs is, is a little odd how, how you buy stuff on there. You, you say, Hey, look, I want to buy it. And then you have to mm-hmm. wait for the, an email from the actual seller, which oh. they, I mean, every time I've dealt with it, they get right back to you like the next day, uh, latest, and then that's when you buy it, you know, but you can say I want it and just wait for the email uh, or I think, yeah, it's a message on Discogs itself. Uh, all right, here it is. This is how much it costs. And then, you know, you pay and you can leave a little note, uh, you know, on it and stuff. But um, yeah, man. And I've never had a bad experience with Discogs because, you know, they're very uh, meticulous on on how the the you know, what you're purchasing, the condition it's in. And uh, I've had no, I think I bought maybe like a dozen things on Discog. I haven't really bought as much as I have like on Amazon, you know, or eBay. But I have because I found some rare stuff. And the cool thing about Discogs too is that you can do a wish list and then they send you an email. All right, this guy's got this for sale, you know. Um, Discogs is, is very, it's a... It's a very good um, place to go. I've never personally... I, I, I sell... What I sell on Discogs is my Merciful Fate tribute album because I know that shit's pristine. But, you know, there's too many anal people out there. There'll be like a little dent on the fucking album cover and they'll and they lose their mind, you know? So I I, I tend to uh, not sell... other. I sell my vinyl on, on eBay, which they're not as anal. And, you know, I take pictures and I show it. Well, you can't do that on Discogs. So you show, you, yeah, you can show your product and, hey, look, look at this little tiny dent. People are like, really? All right, I'll buy it, you know. But, um, yeah, man. Um, and a- any other albums you would recommend from Morgana Le Fay? Oh, yeah, shit. I would recommend SOS. And it's like, it's the, the Le Fay, though. It doesn't say Morgana Le Fay, but it's the same band. It just doesn't have the original guitar players and it, it's uh, I'd highly recommend that one there's one song on there I'm trying to remember the name offhand and it sounds like a little bit of a, a bit of the, the riff in one of the middle part of the song has like it has a little bit of a parasite sound to it from Kiss like oh that sounds a little bit like parasite but not like directly <laughs> not directly ripped off but a little it's got a little bit of that in there and we're, we're, uh go ahead uh, another album I oh um I'm trying to think of the last album I would recommend from them. Uh, oh, yeah, and then... Uh, uh, fucking... Fuck, what's that? Uh, I definitely would recommend The Secret Doctrine, too. Uh, the the Maleficium, that's the album I wasn't that huge into. I don't think it's bad, but I think some people would enjoy it more than others. I think the title track is actually the best song on that album. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, other than that, uh, the only one I highly don't to stay away from, if everyone just gets back, is is stay away from the self-titled when they first separated. Man, that's terrible. I can't believe that the guitar player would just completely take a different direction for the worst. Like, even Wayne Noon agrees with me on that one, that it's fucking terrible. <laughs> uh-huh. And he was the only member left on that album? Yeah, he's the only album member on that album from the original. Like, it, and it's like Lafay sounded more like Morgana Lafay than the guy who got to keep the name. <laughs> wow, and well, who was who was Morgana Lafay? Was that like a vampire or something? No, it's uh, the, it's like King Arthur's like uh, I think I ha- it's a, it's a character in King Arthur. It's like she's a sorceress. So I think she was like his half sister or something. Right. And she, yeah, so that's that's where it's from. It's uh. It, that's what they got the name from. They like the mystery behind it, so they just chose that for the name. And uh, yeah, they're from Sweden. They've been around for like the, since the end of the uh, like '89, and then they've split up. And then in 2007, and then 2012 till present, they've been around. So uh, just doing live shows by the looks of it. And uh, I wish, I just wish that more people would check them out. And I wish they're a little more known, like because I bring them up to people, and they just don't know who it is but i mean i get that times too people bring up bands to me and i don't know who they are i mean uh or i've never checked them out heard the name like man i feel late to the cage party that's what i've been listening to pretty much most of all this week is cage and uh uh and the new psychotic waltz have you listened to psychotic waltz yet no 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 oh that's another one i gotta get for you to check out oh that band is killer Although I think the singer kind of looks like uh, <laughs> kind of looks like Bob Kulick. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but, like sounds he sounds like Rob Halford kind of. Right on, like like Cage, like Sean Peck. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I got you. I I I, I remember I sent you a, a link to Hell Destroyer, thinking you knew it. I was like, hey, crank this up. <laughs> no. Then when you told me, holy shit, this is awesome. I'm like, whoa, you don't know this? <laughs> no, you know? I didn't. I just heard of the name, but I never checked the band, and I kind of thought that was one of his side projects. And so the only thing I knew him from was uh, was Death Dealer from uh, with uh, Ross the Boss, but I didn't know that was like his main band. And I was like, I felt kind of embarrassed, but at the same time, I was like happy that I got to hear it. And I love Hell Destroy. I got to find that for a reasonable price because on eBay, it's fucking super expensive. Wow, man, yeah, because I discovered that when I went on tour. I think it was 2015 or so. And my drummer played it, you know, we're driving around. He's like, check this band out. And he played, I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. So it wasn't, when we got back home from the tour, I, I went right. Not only that, I bought everything from cage. No, you I know? got it too. I, you know, I, of course I went on YouTube and checked, you know, the songs out and I was like, Oh, I gotta get this album. I gotta get that album. I gotta get this album. You know, when I saw the three tremors, which features, uh, Sean Peck and Ripper Owens and the guy from Jack Panzer. Harry Conklin. Was, yeah, <laughs> Harry Conklin. I always forget his name. Um, the backing band was Cage. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> and it was cool because I took all my Cage albums with me, not knowing you know, that that was the band. And uh, it was funny because the, the guitar player of Cage is very muscular. I mean, that guy spends a lot of time in the gym. <laughs> and I didn't know he was in Cage because I never really looked at the band members on the albums or so. And uh, he saw me with all the records. And, they were, they were, you know, the opening band was sound checking, so I couldn't really make out what he was saying. 
And I was like, uh, uh huh. And I think what he was telling me, like, hey, you want me to sign those? <laughs> you know, I feel <laughs> I feel so stupid now. But you know, then when they were on stage, they played Hell Destroyer, and oh. they announced, this is my band. You know, Cage. I was like, whoa, this is Cage, and I got to see him play. You know, my favorite song, Hell Destroyer. And then after that, I felt bad. And then you know, when I was handing him all the shit, I have this. CD of theirs too that he was like holy shit dude that's really I think it's called um, Astro Astronomy or something like that he was like dude you know how fucking rare this is (laughs) I was like "Uh, no I mean I I couldn't find on vinyl and I needed all your shit but um, yeah man that's you know I I mean check out the Sean Peck interview if you haven't yet I have I loved it I enjoyed it I want you to have him back on the show again that was a cool show Mm. Seems like he a really will. Guy. Yeah, he will. And uh, I'll tell you something he told me in secrecy uh, after, yeah. you know, when I turn off the recorder, that's pretty mind blowing what, what project he's got coming up. Uh, that's that a lot of people are going to dig. He's got a, another project that features some very well known players. Ooh. And it's going to be very, very interesting. So I'm really psyched to hear about that. Uh, I mean, oh. to hear that. I mean, he showed me all the information. And in case you're listening, Sean, Jackson ain't going to say a word, so don't no. get mad. You know? I don't say shit. <laughs> That's right. Any any other uh, recommendation of uh, any bands that you feel like are underrated and people haven't heard of yet? I feel Psychotic Waltz, especially since you haven't heard of them or listen, or you've heard of them, but you've listened to them. You know the name. I highly recommend Mosquito, A Social uh, Grace, and uh, fucking uh, Bleeding, like, and the new ones, Killer too. And they also do a killer uh, cover of Disturbing the Priest. Oh, awesome. yeah, so awesome band, a good, good, just stoner prog metal, but like with some like power with like with kind of like a power metal like halfordy type vocals and i really dig them i don't know if, how much you will or not but i think you can appreciate some of their music though well i'll check it out i mean i like to hear because to me disturbing the priest has the most sickest screams ever caught on tape you know especially how that song ends with you know um and that is my favorite song off born again so oh, nice. I'd, be, I'd be very very interested to hear that all right, dude. So, yeah. anything else? Any other? Yeah. Any other bands? Like you know, other you bands. Feel like underrated, nobody knows about. You know, Ah, uh, Ted Moros is one. I, I'm sure you've uh, you know them. I've heard of them. I I feel they're very unappreciated. I miss that they don't have um, what's his Urban Breed is the the vocalist is he's in uh, Serious Black now, which. Wayne introduced me to that band. I really dig them too. So that's pretty cool that uh, he's uh, active again. But I really do think they're uh, underappreciated. Another band, uh, damn, I was, uh, there's quite a few that I feel are underrated uh, or appreciated. I think Manila Road is in some ways too, but I think they're getting more appreciation now as time goes on. It's sad that Mark didn't get to live longer. He's uh, taken away too soon. Uh, I, I wish I saw them live. That's a on my bucket list i'll never get to see i i i got into them in like 2013 and i just thought like wow this is like right in my wheelhouse so like i just dig that it was so different too because it just sounds like old school straight up traditional heavy metal but it's got that weird like the production's always kind of weird on his albums it's kind of it's kind of like 
not bad, but it's not great. It's it's kind of weird, but I just appreciate the way he does the albums. And I really like that track by track he did of Crystal Logic with that other band I never heard of that I checked out right afterwards. Yeah, um, they were kind of like Jethro Tull. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. It was, it was cool. That was, I, that's what I like about track by track sometimes is that there'll be an album I don't know in it, and I'll go check it out afterwards. And that's what that did for me. I was like, oh, I've never heard of this. Then I'll check them out. And so that was neat. Uh, I like Sir Thungal too. I think they're. Oh, I love well. Sir Thungal. I'll tell you the funniest story of Sir Thungal. My friend Pat, um, mm-hmm. awesome band, historic band that's very underappreciated called Hellwitch. Hellwitch has been around since the mid. They're they're one of the one of the first death metal. I mean, I wouldn't even say death metal, but musically, uh, riffage. I mean, it's very eclectic, crazy. And the first time I, you know, they're a local band, but let me tell you, when we played a show with Barney, I mean, uh, Napalm Death, Barney freaked out. Hellwitch was on this, on the, on the, on the fucking, um, the bill. He was like, oh my God, Hellwitch. I mean, I saw, you know, he was like glowing backstage. Are the Hellwitch guys here? You know, I mean, you know, they're very well respected in the very underground. Anyway, Pat is a good friend of mine. And one day I called him and I'm playing Sierra Thungal in the background. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Pat, what's up? He's like, what's up, Ralph? Hey, man, what are you listening to? I go, oh, I'm si- listening to Sierra Thungal. And then he goes, ooh, the Sierra Thungal. I go, yeah, you like them? He's like, nah, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Pat. <laughs> That's I, awesome. still, I just still laughed anyway. So I'm like, whatever. Oh, no, I love Sierra Thungal. But, oh, yeah. uh, you know, just by the, the way he does that. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> you, th- you, th- you think you'd like it. Yeah. Ooh, the Sirius Thungal. Oh, you like them? Nah, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh. that. He is a character, man. But, um, all right, dude. Um, I want you to grab your collection right now and come with me inside the vault, okay? Right. All right, Jackson, we're in the vault. I'm sorry. I haven't dusted in here in a while. Um, I want you to let the listeners know if there's one song you want people to, you know, hear from Morgana Le Fay, just something that, you know, like encompasses what this band's about. I don't know if I use the, the right term, encompass, but, you know, just a song that will like pretty much tells you this is what you get from, uh, from, from Morgana Le Fay. What song would that be and what, al- what album is it off of? In the court of the Crimson King, off Sanctified. And that's that. That's a. Isn't that the title of a King Crimson song as well? I is it? I I haven't listened to King Crimson in so long. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think it's the same title, but I think that's also a title of an old classical piece by Wagner or something. I don't know. But um, all right, so um, let's listen to this dude, and we'll be right back after this. Metallic break. Never 
Right on. That was in the court of the Crimson King from Morgana Le Fay off their album Sanctified. Uh, well, dude, it's been a pleasure. You know, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your support, everything you do for me. Um, and that goes for everybody out there. You know, you all mean a lot to me. Um, I know you've seen it already. Uh, I thanked you uh, at the end of the Dio documentary. You're in the credits. Oh, thank you, Ralph. Yeah, yeah. You know, I say special thanks. And uh, I thank my bass player, too. And I told him that last night. And he goes, why? I didn't help you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just special thanks to cool people I know, you know. So, um, yeah. And, uh, dude, thank you so much, man, for being part of this episode and turning me on to Morgana Le Fay, and you sent me Sanctified as well, and I really dig both CDs, man, and people should go out there and check them out. I agree, yeah, and I before you go, Ralph, I have another idea if you could put off off the air uh, for a show that I want to do and then uh, commission for next next time. It's I think you'll dig the idea. I don't think it's been done much because I've looked for it. Oh, maybe he's gone. No, I'm here. Okay, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I want to do... I'll set it up. I'll, I don't want to overload you, so I'll, I'll get back to you in a bit of the show because I want to uh, uh, do it. As a, uh, it'll take a bit of time, maybe on your side. You may know it right away, but it, t- it took me a bit. I know what to think of it. It was uh, top 10, uh, t- 10 songs where the cover, so- the, the title track is your favorite song off the album. Tough, huh? Yeah. And I'll do it, but I'm going to explain the show. I know I'm going to forget one. Uh, it's, uh, oh yeah, I, I'll I've just already say, like the top of my head, it's, you know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be in any specific so order. My top ten favorite title tracks. Yeah, or I like could, that. I like that idea. Yeah, or it could be that, or ten, or one where you think the title track is the best song off the the album too. Right, I can tell. I can. I, I, I right right off the top of my head, Painkiller. You know, oh, that, that's I, my favorite song off that album. You know. Right at the top of my head is now actually it's going on my list. I had to re- readjust it as a uh, Hell Destroyer. Fuck, that's an awesome song. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite song off that album. So I was like, I was like, oh, I have to take something off. So I, I did that. But uh, I want to give you some time to do that. And I don't want to rush you. And then I also like, because I know you got other stuff going on. It's not really fair if I just keep trying to like just get, get no, so it's, awesome. it's cool. It's cool. I mean, like this episode will air in a, you know, I got like four episodes in the can. That I haven't put up yet, you know. Um, There's a busy guy, man. Yeah, I, well, you know, the quarantine, dude. You know, uh, I, I mean, dude, that Dio documentary took me forever to do. Oh, I but, bet. But I have nothing to do, so you know, I just, I mean, I, you know, usually, you know, with the documentaries I've done in the past and I've made music videos, I take my time. You know, I take, you know, I do a little bit here and then do my thing, but. I can't do my thing now. So I'm just home all day. So the documentary came out. I mean, I finished it kind of quick. And, um, you know, I mean, it didn't pass the censors with YouTube, but uh, the first round over fucking We Rock studio version. And I was like, oh, my God, after all this work, now I got to fucking take that song out and render it and put it back in, you know. But and it's there. So, you know, and what's really cool is that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not only releasing it on the 10th anniversary of his passing, but I went on Google and wrote, what time did he pass away? And it <laughs> said 7.45 a.m. So I said, okay, that was California time. So I'm going to de- debut it at 
10:45 a.m. Uh, you know, on uh, on the di- uh, passing. So it's like right when he died, I want to put that shit up. And I think I'm very proud of it, dude. I'm really happy. Oh, I'm so stoked. I'm like excited. I cannot wait. I mean, I can wait. Obviously, I have to, and I'd be patient. But that's one's like, oh, I can't wait to hear that. I bet you it's it's so killer. I, oh, I enjoyed. I, all. I'm very proud of it. I think it came out fucking awesome. Um, but I will, I will tell you right now, I know what people will be complaining about with the documentary is that I don't really talk about the three Elf albums. Uh, I only talk a little bit about the first one, and that's it. You know, because, eh, you know, to me, I'm not the biggest fan of those Elf albums. And I don't want to fucking say anything bad about Dio during the documentary. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of breeze through it. I show the album covers and I, and I you know, clips of Elf and, and have, you know, Ronnie talk about Elf. But, you know, then after that, you know, I, I really don't chime in much about all the albums, but I do sometimes. Here and there I talk about each album, but mostly it's Dio talking through the whole thing, you know? So, yeah, I, I think it just came out so fucking good. And, uh, all right, so, yeah, all that'll be uh, fucking uh, edited out, obviously. All right, so uh, now we're going back in. <clears throat> So, dude, thank you so much, man, uh, for your time, uh, for your support, and for sending me these killer CDs. I can't thank you enough, brother. And thank you so much for being on the Vieira Vault, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's a pleasure as always. <laughs> right on, Jackson. Until next time, my friend. Schmack-a-ma-gob. Schmack-a-ma-gob.